All right, welcome back to the We Don't Know Football podcast, so you can't get mad at us when we're wrong. I'm your host, Jackson. This is episode 13, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Colin. Colin, say hi. Hey. Yeah, so this is actually our second time recording this, so if we both sound like we don't want to be here, it's because we don't, but we're going to power through this anyways. We're going to get into some of our favorite matchups from this past week. We're going to start off with the Jets and Packers. Jets took the W 27-10. Jets, um, special teams, and their rushing attack led by Brees Hall got them the W. Looks like there's some trouble Green Bay, especially uh, offensively, after they put up only 10 points against the Jets. And, yeah, uh, looks like there's some miscommunication between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. Are we are we panicking if we're Packers fans, Colin? Oh, by far. Um. Trade trade deadlines coming up. There's a few people they can go after, you know. Um, I mean, if this team doesn't pick it up, and to be honest, I see Odell going to the Bills. But I mean, the Packers have have been a team that 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 could most definitely use him. You know, he'd be the number one receiver by a long shot. But um, I mean, genuinely, just looking at at how Green Bay's been playing, it doesn't seem like a place where a lot of people would want to go. And with the trade deadline coming, I, Aaron Rodgers has been saying that uh, the Packers could be busy. You know, they could be out there getting some players. Well, to be honest, I don't – I mean, there's nobody on the trade market right now, unless DJ Moore's on it, that is worth – that that will make it the difference that Green Bay needs. But Lazard plays great. I, I, I like Lazard. You know, he, he, he does he does what he's asked to. I mean, you go down the list, you've got Randall Cobb, who will have his game here or there, and then Robert Tonyan plays great. And then just past that, I mean, again, I, we've mentioned it before, Romeo and Aaron and that connection, they're always a step behind each other. They're always missing on those big throws. Amari Rogers hasn't produced. I mean, nobody has really been that guy. Besides besides Lazard, I mean, honestly, he's he's put up decent numbers, you know, 285 on the year, four touchdowns, but – it's just, I'm I, I'm worried, and and like you said, the miscommunication. Aaron Rodgers was asked, "What do you do to fix the offense?" He said, "Make it more simple." Matt Lafleur said, "I don't know what that means." So, I it's it's really as simple as that, you know. Just just dumb it down. You you've got a you've got a bunch of young receivers who obviously are not picking up to NFL speed as they should be. Just just do what you can to make them understand. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, those those Vikings are rolling. Division's looking very promising for them. Yeah, and I think um, when it comes to the receiving core for Green Bay, they picked up two guys um, in the draft along with Sammy Watkins in the offseason. So they got a couple guys in there. And, you know, Romeo Dubs, it looks like he has a, the potential to be a really solid receiver for them. Obviously, him and Rodgers haven't been on the same page every every snap, but you know I think that's something they're going to continue to work on and get better at. I think that connection is going to grow. And Christian Watson, who they took in the second round, um, he's dealt with some injuries and he hasn't played up to the potential that he has. And I know with Green Bay, 
they're a team that thinks they're a contender, and that they are. They are a contender when you have Aaron Rodgers and a defense with some of the names they have on it. They're a contending football team, and they're. I don't think Aaron wants to be patient with these guys. Obviously, he's ending. He's going towards the end of his career, and he wants to get another Super Bowl under his belt. So, I think, you know, they may make a move at the deadline for a receiver, or I don't, or something. I don't know what they're gonna do, but. Again, like you said, there's not too many names at receiver being thrown out there. Obviously, DJ Moore, um, Odell's a free agent. I've seen Chase Claypool's name get thrown around a little bit. But outside of that, I honestly think the Packers might really stick with their receiving core. Um, Hopefully, Christian Watson gets healthy and starts producing, and Romeo Dubs uh, gets on the same page with Aaron Rodgers because they have a lot of potential. But... Yeah, Packers better figure it out here pretty soon. But looking good for the Jets, though. Jets are four and two. They may be legit, even though yeah, you know, that yeah. the offense wasn't great outside of Brees Hall, but they got it done though. Defense has been good. Yeah, no, I, everything's looking. You mentioned Rodgers not wanting to be patient. I mean, we're six weeks in and it's not looking any better. So yeah, I, you're right. The whole patience aspect is in there. But yeah, the Jets, the Jets are looking great. They um, dude, go go watch Sauce's coverage on on just anybody he lines against. That dude is on top of absolutely everything. There was one play I thought he was beat. There's about three or four yards of separation, and he gets in there and knocks it loose. He's Sauce is insane. He's he's going crazy, dude. He's definitely in the defensive rookie of the year conversation. No no doubt about it. He's playing out of his mind. Everybody was like, oh Sauce, and uh, Cincinnati. You know, he didn't play any real receivers while well, he's playing them now, and nothing's changed. So, Sauce is the real deal. Yeah, 100%. And speaking of New York teams playing well, we're going over to the Ravens and Giants game. Uh, Ravens take an L 20 to 24. Yet again, another fourth quarter choke by Baltimore. They gave up 14 points. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson had two turnovers in the fourth quarter. It's- it's a growing concern for Baltimore these fourth quarters, but this Giants team's looking legit. Brian Doball's proving that he's a great head coach. As this Giants team, they play to the whistle. And yeah, I think I think uh, New York they have a good shot, and they still have a good shot to win the NFC East. I think the Eagles and Cowboys still are better, and obviously the Eagles are still undefeated and they've been playing really well. But no, the Giants are looking really really strong right now i i agree the giants we you know well obviously they don't know but in the other recording we talked about how big a a head coach means to a team and and you can have all the talent in the world and and still not perform very well i mean brandon staley i mean the Chargers have been doing fine you know give them give them credit where it's due but brandon staley is just i i don't think he's quite equipped for as much talent as there is on that chargers team and then we move over to Todd Bowles, who just got outcoached by Mike Tomlin for obvious reasons. But, I mean, like you said, um, those uh, Steelers were playing with a bunch of no-names, a bunch of third or fourth stringers, and, and one had had Tom Brady throwing tantrums. Y'all were going at it. A coach a coach makes all the difference, and the ball is one hell of a coach. He's he's really looking nice. Coach of the year is in the, is in the debate for him, obviously, the Eagles. Eagles coaches more than likely leading that, but but still, 
I mean, this Giants team was looking like a rebuild team. I, to be honest, they didn't even pick anyone up. They didn't like they have the same roster they had last year, and yeah. I don't quite remember their record last year. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that they picked up a couple. I mean, through through the draft, they got some guys. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, in in general, they didn't like go out and get a playmaker. You, you know what I mean? Like everything well, was in the uh, I think Wondell no? Robinson could be that guy for them. He's played really well. Uh, well, he he's only played like two games, but last game he played pretty well. Had three receptions, thirty-seven yards, and a touchdown. And the only problem I have with the Giants' offense is Daniel Jones. I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be able to be a consistent quarterback for the team and signal caller. I think, especially with the injuries they're having with their receiving core right now, and Kenny Galladay's inability to you know be a competent football player, I think. That's the growing concern with the Giants. Obviously, the defense has been good. It's just this, can Daniel Jones produce? Because he has plenty of weapons around him with Saquon. And if, no, this is obviously if their receiving core gets healthy. But I think between now Wondell Robinson, Darius Slayton, and Richie James, you have a decent amount of guys. I think Darius Slayton's out there. To, he can he can make some plays. He's got some decent speed. Same with Wondell, so. It's just it's, it comes down to Daniel Jones, especially come come playoff time. That's fair enough. I'll I'll backtrack that statement. But but it's still, I mean, five and one. The ball the ball is definitely rolling. Yeah, and as for the Ravens, uh, the, this this offense this offense in the fourth quarter has got to get it together. Um. No, obviously Lamar Jackson had two turnovers. J.K. Dobbins got hurt, but Kenyon Drake had a good game on the ground. But outside of Mark Andrews, there's been absolutely nothing. And Baltimore just picked up Deshaun Jackson. No offense to Deshaun Jackson, but that ain't gonna do shit to this offense. Giving, getting a deep threat like Deshaun Jackson, if you even want to, can still consider him a deep threat. It does does you no good because. I've seen Lamar try to throw the ball deep. It doesn't work out. Like, you go go two weeks ago to the Bengals game. He missed two big throws. One of them, he had Tylon Wallace wide open on a fourth down. Absolutely missed him. So, yeah, you just got to make Lamar Jackson pass and make those decisions, and you're, you'll win the football game. Yeah. And that, that Ravens schedule gets a little little tougher as they go along and obviously they – to play the Browns and then the well, I mean I guess the Bucks are struggling as well and the Saints are dealing with injuries but I mean it's you you gotta fourth quarter stuff has got to be under control yeah but talking about the complete opposite of a bad passer let's go to a game that had two excellent passing quarterbacks in it and two excellent teams one of them the Super Bowl favorites Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs same exact score of the Giants and Ravens game, except this time the away team takes the W. Buffalo Bills win 24-20 to over the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a pretty good game, a lot more defense than we expected. Uh, Bills do get their revenge for the divisional round on last year. I think we're looking at a potential playoff matchup again. I'm sure these two teams will meet in the playoffs once more. Looked like Vaughn Miller was the difference maker for the Bills. Pair of sacks. And it looks like the loss of Tyreek Hill played a big factor into this game as well. Colin, what's the thing? 
Um, I mean, we've seen Patrick Mahomes succeed without Hill and Hill succeed without Mahomes, but I mean, with with Hill gone, Travis Kelsey is the only the only uh, offensive uh, you know pure weapon on this team, the one that can be consistent. I mean, Juju got over a hundred yards, and 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 maybe just maybe they can start using him a little more, but we'll see how that goes. I mean, I McCole Harmon was supposed to be that. That that Tyreek Hill replacement, obviously not with the same skill set, but with the same speed and as far as as those deep routes. But I mean, them not having that extra that extra guy definitely showed up. I mean, Bills only win by four, but you know, Diggs and Davis they went crazy as well as Miller. It's just oh, overall this Chiefs team they're they're talented, but when they go against uh someone like the Bills, it's they they're just missing that that extra little piece. I mean, they they, they lost a lot of pieces over the off season, and those. Yeah, and I think the Chiefs will obviously be fine between Patrick Mahomes and their head oh, coach yeah. being Reed. But you know, you they gave up. I think the loss of Charvarius Ward is also something to notify. Because Stephon Diggs did have ten catches for a little less than 150 yards and touchdown, and Gabe Davis also had a touchdown. So yeah, the Chiefs team—they're going to continue to be good down the line. But I think if they meet with Buffalo again in the playoffs, and this time they'll be probably away, they'll probably be playing in Buffalo if they meet in the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to have the—they're just going to have to be better offensively, really, and do a better job game plan against this Buffalo defense. Yeah, most most definitely, they're gonna have to figure out how to contain Von Miller and and the rest of them. Yeah, but and despite you know Micah Hyde being out, um, Buffalo's done a done a good job, uh, and Tre'Davious White being out, they've done a good job in the secondary, and I think especially with a uh, big shout out to you know my guy Demar Hamlin, Pitt guy. He's been he's done a great job. Coming in for all pro safety, Micah Hyde. He had seven tackles this past game. Yeah, he's he's been good, and I think you know depth pieces like that for Buffalo and their backups coming in playing well. That it makes a huge difference. Yeah, Buffalo's Buffalo's been great. Yeah, but speaking of you know, actually, let's go to the opposite of great teams. Especially one of them, my least favorite team so far this year. That's not in the AFC North. The Denver Broncos, led by a stooge of head coaches Nathaniel Hackett and a stooge at quarterback Russell Wilson, that corny motherfucker. They lose 16-19 to to an also awfully coached team, the Chargers, um, led by head coach Brandon Staley, who you know doesn't know where he's at half the time. But... Oh, who do I want to dig into first? I'll um, dig into the Broncos first because I hate them. Uh, they're screwed. I I gave them six weeks. They're they're screwed. Like this, the offense isn't getting any better. Uh, the defense. If it wasn't for the defense, they'd be zero and six right now. I don't like. I don't know how to fix this offense. It. I don't know if. It's because, like you mentioned uh, a couple podcasts ago, Russell Wilson can't look over the O line at all. I, I don't know. I feel like 
I dude, if, if you go look at all the throws he's missed, those like simple checkdowns and wide opens, dudes, it's every single one. There's the massive gap ever. As just like the entire O line has been parted apart, you know, centers all the way on the left, guards all the way on the right. Melvin Gordon's sitting in the middle and he just can't look forward. It's, it's I don't. To be honest, I, I think it's a factor, but it, it is not the sole problem. There's no way in hell. Yeah, he's simply just missing missing reads. It's 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 awful. Like his the most targeted receiver last game for him was Jerry Judy with seven targets and he ended up with only three receptions and that was their leading receiver. That's that's who led in catches. He had three catches. Yeah. It's only only fifteen completions for Russell Wilson and they only had ninety eight yards on the ground. Um I mean the Chargers didn't do much better either. They only put up nineteen points, but obviously Broncos have a good defense, but geez, dude. The Chargers they're uh they're they may be screwed in terms of like they're not winning that division. I think they'll be a wild card team, but they're not winning that division. Um, just because of the Chiefs and Andy Reid. Just a Chiefs are a better coach team. And, you know, it's going to stay that way. Brandon Staley just isn't the guy there. Then they have all this talent and, you know, they're not using it. <laughs> they're not using it well. I mean, J.C. Jackson, they paid all that money, highest paid corner in football, gets benched. It's It's – you know, even though the Chargers won, they're still a mess. They're a mess. Yeah, we, we mentioned coaching. Belichick is a defensive back mastermind. He, he takes corners and, and make them play way better than than what their skill level, you know, really really shows up. And J.C. Jackson leaves and, and is, you know, benched six weeks in. I mean, it's it, it's crazy because – that's, that's just you. You pay you pay a lot of money like that to somebody, you know, five years, and now you're stuck with them. If he sucks, that that's tough. You got to deal with all that the cap issues. But as far as the Broncos, Russell Wilson looked really good that first quarter. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I was like, he's back, he's here, and then it just all disappeared again. So we we were able to see the potential that the offense has for a little bit. We were able to see Russell Wilson scramble out and throw a touchdown to um, Greg Dolch. It's, it's like it's it's there. The potential is there. We'll just never see it again. We'll never see it again. Melvin Gordon got benched. He got mad. Went went out. Wanted to be traded. Nathaniel Hackett sat him down today. They talked it out. Uh, Gordon's been announced the starter for the next game. So we'll see how that goes and if that continues, how much he'll play and whatnot. He only had three carries in this game. It's just, I mean, in general, this team, it's almost like there's no chemistry anywhere. Like, like it's just like, no, I mean, obviously when you suck as much as that, nobody wants to be there, but I, they just look like they hate it with a passion. And on the Chargers side, Keenan Allen not being, not being with the Chargers is really showing up now, you know, because all the focus – you you start you start putting all your focus on Mike Williams and, and Gerald Gerald Everett's been been making some of his plays, but Austin Eckler ten catches like they just it's just dump off after dump off or and, and Eckler's good he's he's a good receiving back he'll go get you the yards but I mean this team's way better than the dump off team yeah I mean 
I think a lot of it has to do with the Broncos' defense as well. I mean, they the offense for the Broncos is a whole other story, but their defense is actually competent. And they, I think, they have a top ten defense. They they come to play every week, and mm-hmm. they've been good. And if it wasn't for them, they wouldn't have two games won under their belt. But let me speaking of a godlike defense. Let me tell you about this Steelers defense that somehow beat, you know, Tampa last weekend. Uh, we went in there with our starting corners being James Pierre, third-year guy, undrafted at, at a FAU. Then Josh Jackson, who we just picked up. Well, he was on our practice squad for a couple of weeks and was just thrown into the fire. This was his second week playing his first start this year. Arthur Mallette and then nickel, and then our safeties were Terrell Edmonds, who was coming off of concussion, and then Trey Norwood. And I think it's also worth adding that Kenny Pickett got hurt in the middle of the game, ended up getting a concussion, and, well, at least having to go through concussion protocol. We thought when Mitch Trubisky again, Mr. Trubisky <laughs> leads us through a W, has a touchdown pass to Chase Claypool. Uh, he converted on a couple big third and longs. I don't know how he did it. No, that doesn't mean he's going to be the starter for next week. If Kenny's healthy and passes protocols, and he's ready to go. Kenny should be the starter, hundred percent. But yeah, I don't know what the what to think anymore as a Steelers fan. Um, you know, it we we had no business winning that game, but that's just the Mike Tomlin effect. I don't care what anybody says. That that is that is solely what. This is what the Steelers do. This is what we freaking do. And watch us beat Miami. I don't care that two is back. Look, Minka's going to be back. Revenge game for him. Kenny's going to be all right. Uh, The only concern I have for us is offense. And based off what I've seen from our team and then other teams who struggle on offense, for example, Denver, um, we're not going to get it together anytime soon. Even though I do think our ceiling is higher with Kenny Pickett, we just need to – I want to see a little bit more consistency. We were going up against a strong Tampa Bay defense, so I give them that. But, yeah, we need to be able to move the ball a little bit more efficiently and put up, a, you know, a little more than 20 points. That may have been our season high this year. I don't know. Or we had, like, 24 against the Bengals maybe. I don't know. But – or 23. But, yeah, I would like – like for us to score a little more for me to be a more confident. I expected us to be one in five, really, but you know, I'm never counting counting us out again. Never counting out Coach T again. You know, we're gonna beat Miami this Sunday night, and everyone's gonna like it. But go go ahead and talk about you know the Seahawks. Tariq Woolen just won Defensive Player of the Week. Um, four picks on the season. He's playing great and. And when watching the game, the announcers obviously uh, uh, mentioned that Tariq Woolen is a wide receiver turned corner. So not only is he 6'4", running a four two six forty, but he knows the route tree like the back of his hand. He he has ran those routes. He knows he knows when they're supposed to be broke down. And okay, okay. Run. Well, well, other other NFL corners also know the route tree. It doesn't cause... matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so I don't know how it that argument makes sense. It doesn't sense. matter. Four picks on the season. All right. Obviously, something's working. Maybe teams. Kobe Bryant, our other rookie corners, got four, four, four fumbles on the season. He's been, he's been, bought. and now with our rotation in the secondary of Wolfen, Bryant, Mike Jackson, or um, 
or Trey Brown when he comes off of IR. There's no need for um, Sidney Jones. And I believe the Seahawks right now are putting Jones on the trade block because, I mean, we don't – we just simply don't don't need him. You know, if Kobe Bryant goes down, Justin Coleman can go in the slot. Like, we have we have the talent and the depth so far. They've been playing uh, really well. So, we'll, we'll see how that continues. But, I mean, Sidney Jones might, might be a, a player who's moved by the deadline. But, um – I mean, yeah, this team played great. We had six sacks against the Cardinals. Everybody got a piece of them. Nobody had any double double sacks or sack and a half or whatever. But I mean, everybody got a piece of them. It was a it was a great game. Geno Smith shows he still loves his tight ends. Noah Fant being the leading receiver, and I was finally happy to see Eskridge get thirty nine yards. I mean, I feel like every time he's tackled, he gets a concussion. When you're five eight and as skinny as he is, you know you're going to get run over. But um, Kenneth Walker had a great debut, 21 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown. I mean, I think it was like six minutes into the game, he got a 30-yard run, and then the next run or the run after was a 20-yard run. Kenneth, Kenneth looks great. He's, he's going to be a true workhorse running back because DJ Dallas shouldn't really be getting the ball, and neither should Homer. I know Homer's hurt right now, but but Kenneth is the only one that I – I want to see be carrying that ball. Geno Smith's been playing great still. I, I look, I I genuinely thought the Seahawks would win maybe four games this season. I, I had no expectation of Geno being being this good. Honestly, I thought Drew Locke was going to be the starter till he threw three interceptions in the preseason and then and then got got benched. So. I mean, overall, this team this team looks really solid. I mean, obviously we're, we're three and three, you know. That's not that's not the best record, but I mean this this was supposed to be like a, a a top three top four pick year, you know, where we just don't perform. We're looking good. I'm I'm most definitely happy with with how it's been going and and with Gino's contract ending this year, it's it's going to bring the question on if we pay him and draft outside of quarterback and if Gino keeps playing the way he is I'd be perfectly fine going in the next season with him there and then spending our our four picks in the top two rounds on other positions of need I'd love to get a better slot receiver I'd like to get I'd like to get a good center I'd like to get some good edge rushers you know Novosu's been playing great Taylor isn't quite what he he should be and and it's just maybe a good coverage linebacker because Jordan can't cover for crap They'll tackle you, but that's that's about all. But um, yeah, Seahawks look great. We play the Chargers next week. I'd like to see Tariq size up Mike Williams or, or Keenan Allen. I mean, Mike Williams is a great fifty-fifty ball throw-up type of player. I'd I'd like to see him battle a few with Woolen. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch these Seahawks play. It's fun. I thought I'd be like about to spoon my eyes out each week, but nope. I enjoy it. Yeah. I get happy. Must be nice. Um, after after the Bills week, I had no clue what to think of my team, and after beating the Buccaneers, I really don't have I don't have any clue to what to think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Mike. I don't know, Coach T. Are we ass or are we good? Like what? I don't know. But let let's get into uh, the upcoming Thursday night game coming up tomorrow. We got Saints and Cardinals. Big news for the Cardinals: D Hop is back. They just traded for Robbie Anderson as well uh, with the injury that just happened to Marquise Brown. Cliff Kingsbury came out and said 
Marquise probably going to be out for a month. And as for the Saints, looking like Lattimore, Michael Thomas, uh, Jarvis Landry, and uh, offensive guard Andrew Pete are all going to be out. Uh, originally last night when we had our original recording, I thought the Saints I had the Saints win this game. But now I've changed my mind. I think due to the injuries the Saints are dealing with, I think the Cardinals are going to take the W here. Not by much, though. Still think uh, whoever, I, I assume Andy Dalton's starting again, Red Rocket. I think Red Rocket is going to keep it close. But the thing is with these two offenses, they've been very poor. I do think the Cardinals will edge out offensively a little bit with D-Hot being back. I think Cardinals take the W 18-17. to Four offenses on a Thursday night game. Never would have guessed. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I I agree. Cardinals are getting D-Hot back. They went out and got Anderson. They've got Dortich and Moore. I think um, – Why do you keep saying Dortch like he's getting snaps now? I think I, he he played well when he came in. I don't I don't see any reason why not to put him in the rotation. Well, because their slot receivers Rondell Moore and Greg Dortch is a slot receiver. Yeah, you might as well swap him in and out. Product, you know, feed the hot hand. Well, you know, Greg Dortch I think may have been undrafted, and Rondell Moore was like a second round pick. So I think there's a reason why Rondell Moore is getting a lot more playing I don't time. Care. Well, it's not <laughs> – neither do they. They don't care about your opinion either. Rondell Moore is going to continue to play. Uh, I mean, it, it, it is what – but with D-Hop coming back, Anderson and Moore, you know, this team is – Kyler Murray and his connection with D-Hop is, is real nice. Obviously, he's going to have to build chemistry with Robbie, but but having that that go-to receiver, you know, when you're in trouble, is is going to be huge for this offense. Um, and yeah, like you said, Saints injuries and all that. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals winning 24 to 17 over the Saints. Andy Dalton, he just with with the receivers so have going in, I don't, I don't think they'll be able to keep up. Yeah, outside of so it looks like Chris Olave will play, but then it's down to Trey Quan Smith. So there's not. Not too much going on in the offensive department for the Saints. Yeah, but yeah, we we're keeping it keeping it short today. Obviously, we apologize for the low energy and uh, excuse me, low energy. Yeah, the one we recorded yesterday was. Yeah, we we did not not want to do this again. You know, one one of I hate having to repeat myself. So I know, and this is we would just spent like thirty five minutes repeating ourselves. Like but. I ca- I hate having to repeat a sentence to people. Now I just did thirty three minutes, so it's like uh, it, it was rough, but hey, we got it done, and we appreciate you guys for listening. Of course, we're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Make sure to check out our Instagram. We'll be back with an episode on Saturday giving our predictions for this next uh, next week's slate of games. And go Steelers. Any last words, Colin? 12th man. 12th man. Go. See you guys Saturday.